Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The race meeting at Eddington on Friday night was superb, Michael. Uh, Not only did we have the Group 1, which was won by the All-Stars, but it was won by a very good horse and don't stop dreaming. Uh, But we had this domination of of Katie Cox. She took out the uh, Heather Williams Memorial with uh, a trotter that she's had a great association with, time up the hill. And, uh, of course, then she took out the Avon City Ford New Zealand Welcome Stakes, the 80th running, Michael, of that uh, prestigious event. And she did it with a horse which was on debut. All right, let's have a listen to uh, a very changeable last 400 metres of the Avon City Ford Welcome Stakes. And then we're going to talk to someone who anointed the new Queen of Addington. To getting their wheels spinning here, leads by three quarters, a little silence going with him on the outside. Then came Bronson from It's Tough, Vegas Trip and Song Sung Blue, but it's Major Hot the one to catch, 30 and 3 the third quarter. A little silence, a half length away from Bronson, and then came Vegas Trip and It's Tough, Major Hot the leader. A little silence and It's Tough coming in at the outside, Major Hot, a little silence goes to it. It's Tough coming after a little silence, Bronson up the lane, It's Tough comes over the top and It's Tough and Katie Cox won the welcome stakes. It's tough, been a little silence. An upset, not a huge upset, because It's Tough was only $10, and it's great to have Katie joining us this morning. Katie, it must be a wonderful feeling to listen to that again, to realise it's reality, and to think that's you up there beating our greatest ever juvenile stable in a serious race. Oh, definitely. It was a pretty exciting moment, that's for sure. How did you like logging on to Harness Racing New Zealand yesterday morning and seeing a story that says you're the Queen of Addington? Because you know what? You deserve to be. On Friday night, you you were the Queen. You were the boss. That must feel pretty cool. Oh, no. Thanks very much for that. No, I do appreciate it. I mean, it was no, certainly a good night to be able to win those sort of races. And, yeah. Talk to us about It's Tough because... I suppose there's good juveniles and then there's come out and beat the All-Stars in a group race juveniles. When did you start to think that It's Tough was the second of those things, one of the really good juveniles? He's been a lovely horse, like we broke him in. Yeah, right from day one, he's been a really nice-mannered horse and he's you know, he's a relaxed horse, typical better's delight around home. He's very tractable. And he, yeah, he just does whatever you ask him to do, he does it. And he always does it within himself, you know. And he sort of has done um, with everything to date and takes everything in his stride, like first time in at Eddington and first time under the light. So, yeah, he certainly, and he crawled really well, you know. His heart rate's always good. And, you know, just a bit of better's delight came out late in the running. And he, he really put his head down and dug in. Morning to you, Katie. Congratulations again on, on Friday night. Uh, a terrific night for you. Ray Riki obviously owns the mother, Cullen's uh, Mercy, and she was a good race horse in her own right, winning uh, a handful of races, but she's left. Uh, she's tough, he's tough, it's tough. It's in folder. Better's delight again, and um, obviously... You'll be hoping to get the next one as well, well I would imagine. But um, Ray is sort of an infectious type of fella, isn't he? And uh, having success for him and a wider group of owners, um, yeah, was really satisfying for you. 
Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, big thanks has to go to Ray. I mean, without him, we wouldn't have this horse at all. And uh, he, he was a good supporter of mine as a junior driver too, Ray. And he's, yeah, you know, spent years, I mean, getting this family to what it is. I think he bought the, yeah, be the grand dam of, of its tough. And, yeah, he's always bred to good stallions and he's looked after them as young horses really well and put the horse first. And he, yeah, gave me the opportunity to get into this horse with some of our our stable clients, yeah, some existing ones and a few new ones too. So very grateful to him for that. And, yeah, and the support from the owners that trusted me early on that the horse was going to be all right. Katie, tell us a little bit more about your background. And I note in Michael's article on uh, on Harness Racing New Zealand, 99 career wins now, so uh, you're pretty close to that uh, milestone. But you spent some time with uh, Dean Taylor, Ken Barron, I think Jamie Gamerson as well. Tom Twidle's always been a, a really big supporter of you. And, in fact, I'm pretty sure your only other group race success was in a Forbury 4 and 5-year-old championship for him with Woodley Legend. So tell us a bit more about... Katie Cox. Yeah. Oh well. Initially, I came from show jumping background. Yeah, I had um. Oh, Mavis Harris and Chris Harris were probably a big influence early on with the ponies and yeah, a tiny bit with the gallopers when I was at school, sort of riding, yeah, breaking in ones, doing that. And then yeah, when I finished school, I spent a little bit of time in America with show hunter horses and came back here, worked for Jamie and Natalie for a little bit, just doing yelling preparation. And then it sort of went from there, had a drive on, on the odd standard bird and enjoyed it a wee bit. And then, yeah, went to university and did a degree in um, property evaluation and management. And during that time, I helped um, Colin and Julie DeFilippi out in the morning for lectures. And it kind of just went from there and then went to, um, yeah, back to Jamie Gamerson for a little bit and Dean Taylor's and, yeah, then Ken Barron's. But uh, I've been um, very fortunate, the trainers that I've worked for, you know, they've all been good. Good horsemen and, and horsewomen in their own right sort of a thing. And, yeah, yeah, no, Tom Twidle's been a great supporter of mine right from when I was a junior driver. And, you know, first group winning race was for him. I think it was my first drive and one, actually. So, yeah, you know, just grateful to um, everyone yeah, and, and my owners now. And we sort of started off just breaking in horses, but we've yeah, ended up with a few more race horses around us now. Yeah, well, yearling sales time is, is a big time for you, and, and you had uh, large numbers there in February. So what's the balance like now? How many horses do you have in work? Yeah, so normally we, we try and sort of keep, under yeah, around that 20, sort of around there is plenty. I've got really good help at home. We've got three good staff, but, um, yeah, there in the mornings, and, and Mum's a big help. You know, she does all the paperwork side of things, and, yeah, and helps out around the stables when needed as well. So, no, we couldn't do it without the team I've got around me at home. And a horse that's yeah, no. kept the Katie Cox name in lights has been this one, Time Up the Hill. She got group race success in the Hara de Trotters Heather Williams Memorial. Down to the 400 metres, it's time up the hill with the lead. By a length, I dream of Jeannie and Paramount Empress. Then Miss Alyssa from the Bloss. 29-7, the back straight quarter. Time up the hill, turns the corner. I dream of Jeannie, the outside, trying to go with her. Paramount Empress runs on the lane. It's time up the hill, the leader. Paramount Empress, a length and a half away. And then came I dream of Jeannie. Time up the hill. It's going great guns, though. She leads a length and a half and getting clear at the finish. Time up the hill, too good. Goes all the way. Beats Paramount.
So all the stars aligned, Katie, because that was start 50 for time up the hill. Uh, you obviously knew you're on the best horse and thought, I'm going to take luck out of play here. Once you got the lead, got some pretty good sectionals in front, and she was able to power home in 56 and a half seconds. Uh, it must be a great feeling driving a quality trotter like her. Oh, yeah, wonderful driving a horse like her. Really appreciate the opportunity to be on her. She's got a lot of speed and beautiful gait and, yeah, she's got good gate speed from a mobile and when she found the front and got those few sort of easy sectionals in between, she was going to be pretty hard to beat. But saying that, it was a really nice field too, so she, she did have to be good to do what she did. Yeah, well, she's nearly at uh, $200,000 now. And, of course, she was Group 1 placed in the trotting free-for-all back in December. So, uh, well, she was already worth a lot of money. But as I spoke to Michael Ward on Friday night about, it's not about the money for them. It's a family horse. Craig's involved, uh, which uh, I know is, uh, you know, as big a thrill for you as well, uh, having that opportunity to drive for the family. Oh, definitely, yeah. You know, re really cool opportunity and... And no, just a, like a lovely horse, you know, and the same thing with um, Mike Ward. I mean, he spent years getting that family as well. So they're sort of the horses that people put a lot of energy and a lot of effort in to get, you know. They've selected the stallions and selected the mares and granddams way back. So that's pretty cool. Katie, when you go to Addington on a Friday night, and, and you've obviously had nearly 100 wins, but you're in a group race against the All-Stars in a juvenile race, and, and they're not unbeatable. You proved that, but they usually win. Does it get to the stage where when you've done that a few times, you almost expect them to beat you, and particularly when they lead in trail like the other night? Or is it's tough special enough that he gave you some confidence you could win? Oh, no, like, you've got to have huge respect for um, All-Stars stables. Like, they, yeah, they're a massive team, you know, and they do a great, they obviously do a wonderful job and they have a lot of horses that they'd be, you know, be choosing from those ones that we see at the races. I guess they're probably the best of them with, we only have, you know, not even probably a handful of two-year-olds each season. But, no, with that horse, because it was his first start, it's tough. I, I just wanted to let him sort of do his own thing off the arm and certainly didn't want to be burning him early and it was just a matter of... um. Yeah, wanting to give him a good trip without doing too much work, and no, I was, I was, you know, I was confident he would go a good race. But yeah, yeah, I couldn't say like he wouldn't be thinking about sort of winning and all that. But I knew if he got a half decent trip, he'd certainly be putting his best foot forward, like he's done everything we've ever asked him. But as we always know, it's a massive step up in those sort of races. But he, no, he did everything we could have hoped for. Katie, you were telling me the other day that it's tough's not for sale. Now, clearly a horse like him would get instant offers. Is it a case that you've had decent offers already and it's just been a no conversation? Or say this week, say the phone rings and somebody says, we've got 250, 300 for this horse. Have the owners just actually had a meeting and declared, no, we're keeping this horse? Or do you expect there to be some more conversations in the future? Oh, no, so the horse has sort of already been sold, like Ray Riki, yeah, said to me that we, we put a number, quite a number of people in, so the horse has sort of had its sale early on, and yeah, now they've just, everyone's just got little shares in them, so they all want to keep him, keep him in race, and no, it's as simple as he sort of, not, not for sale, you know, so that's, that's easy, which isn't very common in our stable, like to be honest, most, most of the decent ones are sold, you know, a lot of them are sold before they even race for us, so. Because, yeah. He's not sire stakes eligible, and he's not sales series entered either, obviously, because he's a homebred. 
Is it exciting for you to think you have a horse who, for the next two years, three years, God willing, you can take to derbies and group races and you can be out there on the biggest stage, you know, in races that people are talking about? Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely that potential in front of him. End of the day, we'll just put the horse, yeah, horse first, whatever he needs. Like, he is quite a big horse. As I said to the owners, I think he goes in close to a 62-inch hobble. I did say to the owners, you know, it's a bonus when he went to get the trials. Whatever he, whatever he does it to is just a wee bit of a bonus and an education sort of thing for him, really. I think he will improve a lot, you know. In 12 months' time, he'll be a much better, stronger horse than what he is at this stage. Yeah, so we'll, we'll look after him, you know, it might be a bit of a blessing in disguise, the fact that he's not going to have to chase him around in every two-year-old race, and yeah, he can have a good spell, go to the settling stakes and then a good spell. Yeah. All right, Katie, you've had the biggest Friday night of your career on Friday night. Um, how do you and your partner, Craig, celebrate? Because if you played in a footy final or a netball final or a cricket final and, and you had your biggest night of your career, the next day you get the day off. But in harness racing, that doesn't happen. Many times you're back at work eight hours later. Have you had a chance to sit down and have a glass of wine and, and celebrate what happened? Or does that have to be stored away for another day in the future when there's not races going on? Yeah, yeah no, I think that's sort of stored away for another day in the future, to be honest. By the time I got home and unloaded the horses and that, it was about 11.30 and then back into it 6 o'clock in the morning again. And Yeah, no, we're sort of... Got a wee bit of a busy time with weaning foals and that at the moment, so we haven't had the, the time to quite sit down and enjoy it yet, but I'm sure that will come anyway. Well, I hope it does, and you deserve it, and it's so cool to talk to somebody different. Um, as I said, halfway during that race, Katie, I thought you and everybody else in the race had no chance of catching the All-Stars. It was a very cool change of tempo to see it happen. Lots of people really enjoying your success on Friday night. And for now, at least for a couple more weeks, Katie, because the action returns to Auckland this week, uh, you're going to be the Queen of Addington. So that's your title for a little while until Natalie or someone like Sarah O'Reilly tries to steal it back. That's the one, hon. It sounds good to me. Good on you. That's Katie Cox, the Queen of Addington. And Greg, it's, um, it w- I'll be honest, I was watching the race, and, and as much as we're all friends with Mark and Natalie and, and Nathan, and obviously lots of people in the industry respect them, in the halfway stage I was like, oh, God. Oh, and nothing personal. It's not, I just thought, you know, do I need to see this again? Another welcome stakes. And, and it, that, maybe some people think I shouldn't think that. But well, so, it had been eight in a row. But also, yeah. it's, it's, it's a little bit similar to Tiaka when they win all those two-year-old gallops races. Eventually, you're like, what am I going to say about this? What are we going to write yep. about this? And I realise they're all different owners. I understand that. But it was such a refreshing feeling, not only for this horse to win, but for the second horse, who was also a debutante, for Matt Purvis to get such, such a big race. So, look, I thought it was, a, it was one of the best things that could happen to the juvenile season was somebody different winning. And it wasn't like it was a Dunn or a Dalgetty. It was somebody we didn't expect. And I thought it was a breath of fresh air coming out of my television into my living room. Yep, well, that's what it felt like on track as well, with no disrespect, uh, as you say, to the All-Stars. And you're right about the second horse, a little silence, uh, sat parked for you know the majority of that race and looked the winner at the 150. It was probably, as Katie quite rightly said, the better's delight coming out uh, in its tough, and he was exactly that and, and got the job done. So um, she's a really talented person. You, you know she's got a degree now, so um, she's probably 
a heck of a lot smarter than, uh, than than most people out there driving in races. With all due respect, Michael, and um, she's chosen this sport, and we're lucky she has. She's always got a smile on her face, and now she's uh, a group winning trainer and driver uh, with her own horse. It's tough, and on that performance, uh, it probably won't be his last. Also really qualified for for feature races later in the season too. Automatically you start to say, well, I can go to this, that or the other. So not the size stakes in the sales series, unfortunately.